Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of the Monday Check-In. My name is Damon. I'm one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, joined by... I'm Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Glad to be here with you today, Damon, and to all of our uh, loyal listeners. Yes. Whoever they are, wherever they are. Whomever they may be. Um, So this is Monday, August 24th. The time is currently 10.49 a.m. Central Time, Central Daylight Savings Time. Now, the so problem with you telling them what time. time we're recording means that they're going to know the lag between recording and uploading and uh, and then us pushing it out. I just thought it would be just a fun, a fun little detail, <laughs> you know, a little flourish as it were. Uh, The Monday check-in is uh, we spend a little bit of time doing this, and then we share a little bit about the life of First Pres, what's going on, any announcements that we uh, think folks should really be aware of. And then we switch gears and we do a little preview of the upcoming Sunday. So uh, let's just dive in. Greg, what should we know? Well, uh, you know, we're uh, back on track, just uh, cruising along as a church. Uh, Session did meet and voted uh, last week about what the next few months are going to look like. So let me update you on that. We're going to continue in the current uh, schedule that we're in. So we're going to have a 9 a.m. worship service in person in Alexander Park, which is just across the street from the church, just north of the church on 7th and Lincoln. Uh, so 9 a.m. in-person worship service, uh, we encourage you to bring your own chair and a mask and do social distancing. And then we're going to continue with our 10:30 stay-at-home worship service, which is broadcast from our sanctuary and available to watch on Facebook Live and uh, to listen to on KICS Radio and also for our weekly television broadcasts on our local public access channel. So uh, that will be our schedule through the end of September. Uh, And we're just going to continue to monitor the situation with the pandemic. Uh, We all long to be back in our sanctuary in worship, listening to Linda play the organ, hearing our choir sing. We also long to have a community that is safe and healthy. And so we're holding those two things in tension right now. And in in so doing, we've we've picked that schedule. So 9 a.m. in-person worship in the park, 10.30 a.m. stay-at-home worship from the sanctuary. And we hope you can join us for one or both of those services. And... uh, (laughs) They're not mutually exclusive. Indeed. Uh, just as our normal services when back in pre-pandemic times, right? You could go to the today service and then also attend the 1030 worship service. I mean, I did most Sundays. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and you um, could do like, a, you know, adult enrichment or a Sunday school in between the two. Boom. Make it a, make a day of it. <laughs> um. And then we also uh, spent some time talking about Christian Ed and uh, based upon recommendations from myself, Pastor Damon, and uh, Steph Brader, uh, here's what Christian Ed looks like for uh, the next few months. So our pre-K through fifth grade is going to be done remotely. So we're not going to have any Wednesday Night Live. And then Sunday school uh, will be done remotely, which means that we're going to have Sunday school teachers coming into the church recording lessons. And then we'll be uploading those lessons and making them available to our families. And we'll also be sending home a packet to every family that has a child in pre-K through fifth grade. So they've got uh, papers that they can follow along with as they watch the lesson that is being going to be recorded by one of their beloved Sunday school teachers. So we're excited for that. Uh, And the the main reason for that 
is for the safety of our teachers. Uh, it takes a whole army of volunteers to run our Sunday School and Wednesday Night Live program. And some of those folks are in what are considered at-risk categories, and so we don't want to expose them. We also don't want to be mixing students from multiple elementary schools. Um, there's a concern that they're working really hard at keeping the kids isolated within their own class and within their own pods, and we wouldn't want them to come to church and uh, potentially spread the disease across classes and pods. So that was that decision. Um, we will reassess that decision in late September and look at what things might look like uh, starting in November. But so September, October, that's what pre-K through fifth grade Sunday school looks like. Um, our middle school, we're uh, going to have middle school youth group as well as high school youth group meeting on Wednesday nights at the church. We will follow all of the health department guidelines, which include wearing masks and encouraging social distancing. But we're going to come together uh, 7 to 8 p.m. for middle school in the church basement. And uh, in high school, they'll be in the Peace Center uh, in the youth room over there. So that's what middle school and high school will look like for uh, the fall. And that's assuming that our schools don't shut down. If the schools shut down, we'll have to reassess that, of course. Um, adult ed is going to look much like it has sort of throughout the summer, sort of a mix of uh, online options as well as some hybrid in-person online options. So uh, we've got Airs Apparent class, which will meet by Zoom. We've got our forums. And uh, we've sort of narrowed down topics for forums and Damon and uh, Dr. Dan Defenbaugh and I are going to be working on some that may be live where people tune in and actually participate and engage. Others may be sort of more lecture based and we will uh, record those and upload those and make those available for our church for enrichment, for growth in our faith and for education. And uh, our Tuesday noon Bible study continues in the hybrid format where if you want to come into the church, you can, or if you can zoom in, you can. Uh, and then we're still working through what the Wednesday morning Bible at breakfast will look like, but uh, we'll keep you updated as to that. I think I've covered all the bases for Christian ed as well as for worship. It was a fruitful session meeting. Um, and let me just say a word of thanks to our session members. You know, uh, when they signed up for session, they thought it would be meeting once a month. And, um, and I've done pretty good since I started here of keeping those meetings relatively concise and short. And your session has worked overtime uh, since this pandemic started, meeting sometimes two and three times a month and doing a lot of reading and praying outside of session meetings to prepare for the meetings. And so we came together and it was a, just a, it was a fruitful conversation. It was a meaningful conversation full of wisdom and compassion and thoughtfulness. And so you've got a great leadership council at this church. And uh, if you get a chance, thank those session members for all of their work. So what else have we got um well, we must be getting close to the to the end of the summer sermon song series we are we've got this week and then next week september 6th and then uh we launch back into our lectionary based uh sermon and preaching but uh yeah this week we're excited we'll be talking about that and uh if you submitted a song and we didn't cover it have no fear you will try to get it next year or we may be doing a podcast about some of those songs that we missed if you still, if you just heard a song on the radio and thought, gosh, that would make a great sermon, send it along to us. We'd love to see it. And uh, I love what I, one of the things I love about this series is that it, it helps us recognize that God is at work in all parts of the world. And when we make this distinction between sacred and secular, uh, God erases that distinction and says, folks, it's all sacred. I am, I am your God and I am present in all these things. And so um, it's our job then as followers to to see where God is at work in the midst of secular, so-called secular things like music and uh, like children's books as we did earlier in the summer. So, yeah. Very nice. Uh, that seems like almost a segue to the second half. 
of our little little thing. So may I offer a word of prayer for us? Please. <laughs> Loving and gracious God, as we continue to try to sort out the, the best way to lead our lives, the ways that are uh, most in tune, most connected to your pathways, grant your wisdom, grant your insight to us um, this morning and throughout the week that we might be able to find your presence in, in almost anything. Oh God, that we might uh, recognize that we are always held within your arms and that you are always near, uh, longing to reach out to us, longing to communicate with us, longing to lead us ever more fully into your ways of peace and comfort and love. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So you, the song for this week um, is called Heaven, or sometimes people call it How Far Is Heaven. Okay. Yes. From a band out of Texas called Los Lonely Boys. Los Lonely Boys. And you have paired that with a passage from Matthew, and then also a little bit from the book of Revelation. Uh, should we start with the scripture or start with the song? Uh, what do you think? I don't know. What if we did a scripture, then the song, then a scripture? Let's do that. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to, would you like to read the, the Matthew passage? And then I'll I'd click some buttons. To. So the Matthew passage is uh, a few selections from Matthew chapter six. Uh, and this is right in the heart of, um, the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus starts the Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes, and then he gets into Matthew chapter 6 and continues offering advice to people about what it means to follow him, what it means to, um, to commit your life to God, and, and that sort of thing. And so this is where it picks up at Matthew uh, chapter 6, starting at verse 9, where Jesus introduces us to the Lord's Prayer. And he says, pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. And then Jesus continues and says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So that is the passage from Matthew. Share my screen here real quick. Uh, I didn't move my tabs far enough. And here's the song, Heaven, from Los Lonely Boys.
Thank y'all. All right. That's Heaven from Los Lonely Boys. And then in addition to this, uh, we have a reading from the book of Revelation. Let me find my place again. That reads something like this. This is from chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people's. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And now we find ourselves here. So, Damon, how far mm-hmm. is heaven? Uh, it's at hand. It is, it is the now and not yet. Right. That is exactly, Damon and I have not actually talked about this yet, but uh, the now and not yet is actually uh, the, the working title of my sermon already. So. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. It is, the, it is the completed and ongoing action. Indeed. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, the, the now and not yet is, a, I don't know, a phrase that I learned first in seminary, and it was used a lot. But um, it's this notion that as Christians, we have one foot firmly planted in this broken world. We live in the now. And yet as Christians, we also have one foot firmly planted in the not yet, the, the, the what is to come, which is uh, sort of what's described in that uh, passage from Revelation, right? A place where God is dwelling among us and there's uh, every tear is wiped from every eye and there's no more pain, no more hurting, no more sorrow. Um, we know that's not our present reality but we also know that that is a reality that God wants for us. Um, and so we live in this tension or this paradox between the now and the not yet. And to me, that song just totally invokes it. Um, how far is heaven? And, and then they sing a little bit about what's happening in this world and how they need to keep going in this world and yet still desiring or longing for um, this other world, this heaven uh, and sort of spanning spanning between the now and the not yet. Yeah, and it's, you know, it reminds you of all of the times that Jesus proclaims the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Like, the time is near, like the time is now, essentially. The, um, and it also pairs really well with that idea of that everyone is a sinner and saint, right? That, which I think is also this idea of having a, a foot in both worlds, that, yep. Um, that we are, we are very much fallen creatures that do hurtful things um, to ourselves and to others and to the world at large. And we are also capable of divine things, the things of love and truth and grace and peace. And, um, and that, that, that idea just ties in really well with the idea of the kingdom is now and not yet, you know, um, and it reminds me of Paul. Now I see dimly, but then I will see clearly, um, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And Paul, Paul also has a lot of references to the kingdom of heaven, both as a, as a far off 
or as a place we strive for, but also as something we're building right now. And you'll hear, I think Pastor Damon and I both use language about kingdom building work. Um, and so we can sort of interchange the God's kingdom in heaven. And we recognize that we're called here on earth to be building God's kingdom, to make this world look a little bit more like that description in Revelation, where a place where every tear is wiped from every eye and there will be no more pain, no more hurting, no more sorrow. So we're called to do that kingdom building work here, even as we await this amazing place called heaven or paradise or whatever we want to call it. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we live in that tension. And I like the, the personalization of that, Damon. We can create our own hells for ourselves here on earth. Uh, by by doing things that separate us, that break relationships for us between ourselves and God, or that break relationships between ourselves and others, and in that in that doing, this is it makes this world far from the kingdom of heaven, far from heaven. Um, and then at the same time, we are capable of being bearers of the light of Christ. We are capable of working towards the values, as you said, of peace, of justice, um, and and so in that sense, we we see glimpses of heaven. Uh, right here on earth. And I know I see those glimpses um, when I'm serving alongside uh, my fellow church members uh, to, to make this, make this world look a little bit more like God's kingdom each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also reminds me of, um, I don't know, some theologian, I'm sure it was, I don't remember who, <laughs> maybe you will once I say it. The, the idea that ought implies can, um, so, so if God says you ought to love your neighbor, <laughs> well, that means that you can love your neighbor. Um, and so that we're not asked to do things that we are not capable of doing, if that makes sense, in terms of sort of yeah. building the kingdom and um, establishing in some ways that peaceable realm um, in the here and now. And that's always, that's always stuck with me just because it's, Ought implies can. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but at any rate, um, if, I, yeah, go ahead. if I go back to my days in speech and debate, uh, I was a, a debater in high school and college. Uh, some of you wouldn't be surprised to learn that. Uh, my wife being one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we used to play with that word ought as well. And not only does it imply it's something you can do, but it also implies a moral obligation. So if you see the word ought there, uh, the historic use of that term means there's a moral obligation. So when God says you ought to build the kingdom of heaven on earth, it means something you can do and also something you are obligated to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not we do it is a different question, but we ought to be doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that in the Lord's prayer, Uh, like forgive, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive others, as we forgive our debtors. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's not a, like, a thing that you're really supposed to choose to do. Like it's, it's a commandment really right. to do that. Yeah. And I, that's part of the reason I, I picked that passage from Matthew, Matthew, where Jesus teaches the disciples, the Lord's prayer in the context of the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, because two weeks ago, I actually referenced the Lord's prayer as well when we were talking about uh, forgiveness um, and that we are called, we are given the gift of forgiveness from God and then called to share that same gift of forgiveness. Right. So debts or sins or trespasses, forgive those who trespass against me. God, forgive me as I forgive those who trespass against me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I appreciated the sort of the, 
the circular reference there back to that uh, from two weeks ago, but then also the language um, of uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and that's, that's that mandate we've been given to make earth look more like heaven, right? We want God's will to be done and God's kingdom to come here and now, even as we wait for the not yet. And we are called to be builders of that kingdom, builders of heaven on earth um, in that sense. Yeah. In the same way, really, like, and that's a line of thinking, thinking that is like traceable throughout all of the scriptural witness. Um, you know, if you go back and take a look at the Older Testament passages, like God is always coming down to earth. <laughs> God comes down to the mountain to meet with folks. And uh, the prophets are always encouraging the kings and rulers to like, no, you got to establish this kingdom in a godly way. Like, David, you can't just run around and do whatever you want. Like that's not how this is going to work. Um, and that runs kind of contrary to a sort of the, a pop culture understanding of, of the kingdom of heaven. Um, sort of the, the popular understanding is I don't know, like people go up to heaven, right? Uh, but that's not the way that it usually works <laughs> in the scriptural witness. Like heaven comes down to earth uh, and is established in this place or attempts to be established um, in this place. Yeah, I think I've, uh, I've admitted to my, uh, my affection for with, uh, Christian rock in the late 90s and early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to have a radio show when I was in college with a buddy of mine. Anyways, one of those Christian artists from the late 90s that I was a big fan of was uh, named Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, and he had a, a song called Heaven in the Real World. And it was really all about this notion of, yes, uh, we do we do strive for this place where there is no more, no more weeping. God will wipe every tear from every eye and no more pain and sorrow. But, but we are called here and now to create that heaven in the real world uh, with our lives and our actions. That is, that is our Christian discipleship. That is our walk of faith. Um, and we don't do it to earn our way into heaven. That gift has already been given to us, but we do it because that is how we have been called to live out our faith day to day until that time when uh, there's every tear is wiped from every eye and, and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, yeah, it reminds me also of one of my favorite phrases, which is that faith is a method of engagement and not a means of escape. I love that. that. It's a, it's a, it's a way by which we engage in the world where we are already living. Um, you, Greg, we'd had talked a little bit earlier and you said shared something interesting about sort of the genesis of this song in particular? Yeah. Um, so it was written by uh, the, the Los Lonely Boys are three brothers from uh, South Texas, from McAllen. Um, and they, they do a lot of Spanglish in their songs. Well, they'll have a few Spanish phrases and, and English phrases, which I love. But um, the, the, the guy who wrote it in the band uh, wrote it following uh, the death of his infant son to SIDS. And, uh, and so knowing that context and background you you see in the song this longing for a reunification with a child who has died and and the pain that a parent feels at the death of a child is is unimaginable um and yet it's set to this sort of peppy upbeat kind of 
um, very toe-tapping uh, tune. And so it's an interesting juxtaposition, but I think it's, it really speaks to it. And, and even the lyrics uh, tip their hat to or acknowledge not just heaven as a far-off place, but something that, you know, we're supposed to, to be doing while we're here, um, right? How's it go? So I've just got to have some faith and keep on giving, right? I'm locked up, but I, if I keep at this, if I keep working, um, you know, we're going to make this, we're going to make this journey together and, and it'll, so any, anyhow, thought that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, it lends a whole new layer to that, to the question of how far is heaven <clears throat> once yeah. you have a little bit more information on that. Um, think. What else? Anything else? I, I, just working away on the sermon, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think it'll preach? I think it'll preach. Yeah, I think I it'll think preach. It it's uh, the, the song is a bit of a departure from most of the songs we've done this summer. Uh, but I, I like it. It's uh, I think most people will, when they hear it, they'll know it. Uh, it came out, I think in 2003, uh, was nominated for two Grammys and won one Grammy and had a ton of airtime in uh, 2003 and 2004. Um, I'm not sure what else, what else Los Lonely Boys have produced since then. I haven't followed their hmm. musical trajectory, but uh, this one is just so catchy. And, uh, yes, I, I think yeah. if people spent any portion of their kind of formative years uh, in the early 2000s uh, watching any amount of MTV, they, the song will be instantly familiar to yes. them. It's got a very early 2000s vibe going on. Yeah, and a side note, they, they, they were nominated for two Grammys. One of them was Best New Artist of the Year. And they lost out to none other than Maroon 5, whose song we preached on at the beginning of the Summer Sermon really? Song Series this year. So we seem to be stuck in a, in a little bit of a genre here of the <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s popular music um, when we're not stuck in the genre of the 60s and 70s folk music. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple of <laughs> fairly well-worn patterns. <laughs> Probably a reflection of yours truly, <laughs> and a reflection of our congregation and there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah, no, it just makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know a little disney princess thrown in every once in a while oh i mean come on sure <laughs> uh well you're gonna you're gonna be preaching for moana next year just so you're aware Ooh, it's already been preordained which one i don't know I'm... that 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 your welcome song I think so. Yeah. I don't know any other ones from that. If it's not Moana, it'll be Mulan. Oh my gosh. I'm less familiar with those songs. Yeah. There's one about, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I did learn though, just the other day about uh, Mulan, the animated one, not the live action one. That's the live action one will be released on Disney plus here in September. And uh, I have a 10 year old daughter who is anxiously awaiting that day. She's got a calendar where she's marking off the days for when the live action version of Mulan comes out. So you'll be hearing about it. No doubt. Okay, good. (laughs) So I just learned that in the animated one, um, like there's songs 
like up until like a certain point in the movie. Uh, and then like the mood shifts in the movie. Um, Cause it's like people are fighting all the time or something. And then like after that, there's no more songs. Interesting. Yeah. Like it's like, so like as the movie gets, uh, I guess, heavier, maybe uh-huh. the songs become less and less. I would guess they do that with the live version too. I guess we'll see. I'll, I'll give you a full report once it's released. <laughs> okay. I don't think there's any singing in the live one. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think. But, like, I think, like, they use, like, some of the themes just as, like, the background music. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any singing. All right. And maybe, I don't know if there's a lucky cricket or not. There's a cricket, like, in my kitchen right now. I can hear it. There is a cricket in my basement right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, (laughs) we will uh, sign off. Let me close this with a word of prayer. Yeah. Gracious and loving God. We recognize the depth of emotion and the question, how far is heaven? We recognize that all of us have asked that question at one point or another in our lives. In the depths of grief and mourning or in the heights of joy and elation. The good news is we know that you're always with us, God, through all of those steps. May we take this song and the scriptures that it has been paired with and learn about the call that you have placed on our lives to build your kingdom here and now, even though we wait for the not yet. Inspire us, energize us, and give us courage to do that kingdom-building work in the here and now. So that each day, this world begins to look a little bit more like your kingdom. That is defined by love and compassion and justice and peace. It's in the name of the Prince of Peace that we pray. Amen. Amen. So that uh, that should do it. And until next time, toodaloo.